0: The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from 1 Samuel, chapter 3. The young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and samuel was lying down in the temple of the lord where the ark of god was then the lord called samuel and he said here i am and he ran to eli and said here i am for you called me but he said i did not call you lie down again so he went and lay down and the lord called again samuel And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the young man. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak. For your servant hears. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, the epistle reading is from the first letter to the church at Corinth, chapter 6. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body this is the word of the lord Thanks be to god.
1: we stand now for our responsory
2: Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation
1: A reading from John chapter 1. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda and the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are today. Jesus is calling. He's calling, the Lord calling on his people. We heard in the Old Testament that God, the Lord, was calling Samuel. And Samuel said, here am I. And yet also, we hear in the epistle reading that all good gifts come from God, but yet we shouldn't just consider the gifts, but also how they're used. And that we should consider that the we were bought with a price too, that our bodies are not our own. And then in the gospel today, we heard Philip and Nathaniel being called by Jesus into the ministry to follow Jesus as his disciple. And you know, last week we talked a lot about the baptism of our Lord and what that meant for you and I in our baptism, the calling that God placed on us when God came and placed his spirit in our hearts and how God forgave us all our sins, our rebellion, all the ugliness and washed us clean. And that promise is still ours today. And so as we examine then, not just our calling in baptism, but God's calling upon all of us as his people to do the things that add to our faith, that strengthen us in serving one another, in helping one another. And sometimes, you know, we tend to, well... Delegate our service to God to one day of the week, right? We compartmentalize it and say, okay, on Sundays, I'm yours, Lord. But, you know, Monday through Saturday, yeah, I'm my own, right? How horrible is that, right, to try to cut God out of six days of your life? God continues to provide his blessings, but sometimes we just don't see them. And so as we continue to think about this calling, how Jesus called his disciples together to follow him, and it was a ministry of service that Jesus called them to, to help those who were sick, to lift up those who were lonely, to to be about the kingdom and its work, not about their own. You see... So many times, you and I, we are curved inward on our sin. Our sin just wants to look out for number one, and that number one, unfortunately, is not God, but it's us. And so, you and I today, we need to hear God's call in our lives and how God calls upon us to respond. Because in responding, We are actually showing forth the fruit of faith. You know, uh, many times we as Lutherans, we have memorized Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for it's by grace you've been saved through faith. You know, this is not of your doing. This is not your work. It is the work of God. But we forget then verse 10 because, you know, we just stop there because it's all God. That's all good. But verse 10 goes on to say, and now to do those good things that God has prepared in advance for you to do. You see, God's calling is not separated from the purpose. God saves us in order for us to serve him and others. And so that hymn that you see printed in your worship folder today, That hymn 783, Take My Life and Let It Be. I kind of want us to follow through that today and think of it as our calling from God to follow Him. And so that first verse, and it's on page 9 in case you're having a hard time finding it there Take My Life and Let It Be, consecrated Lord to Thee. Take My Moments and My Days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. I've already talked about how we tend to chop up our week, give Sundays to God, and the rest of the week is ours. But yet the hymn says our moments and our days, that it's every day. It's a wonderful day to live and serve God every day because he always serves us every day. Remember his blessings and his mercies are new every day. And we go back to our baptism remembering that we're a baptized child every day. And that's very helpful because sometimes we're tempted with a jar of cookies, right? And we need to remember that you know, God has something for us the next day too. And also verse 2, take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. So take your hands and move them in the direction that God has given you talents and gifts in. To use them, if you're a woodworker, do woodworking to the praise of God. If you're a racer and you use your feet, use them for God. If you're a delivery person, you know, walk fast up to the door and back. You see, use things in accordance with the gifts that you were given. And you know, maybe our hands are not meant for woodwork, but maybe we're more like Justin up there in the loft, and we have hands that are made to make music. You see, there are many ways we can use our hands. But we do know that idle hands are not good. So may we use our hands to help one another and to help others even outside the family of God. And then we're to take our voice and let us sing, always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. You see, God has done great things for us, right? Didn't we not hear in the epistle reading that Susan read that we were bought with a price? that God spared no cost but sent his son, his richest part of himself, to save us through his death and resurrection? Isn't that something that opens our mouths to sing? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, it's really great. There's no place I'd rather be in the world than in a Lutheran church on Easter morning. Because it's as if all the voices in the church have been opened up for one day. Alleluia has come flying out. We're not ashamed to sing, and we just go forth with the the great joy of the Lord. And then the next Sunday, it's back to, uh, you see? But there's no place better than Easter morning. And so isn't it wonderful that that joy and that giving and that voice of praise could be done every day and not just one day a year. Number four in our verses kind of hits home, doesn't it? Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. You know... You know, we tend to, again, measure out, right, what we can do for God. And we tend to withhold things sometimes. We withhold even sometimes our talents and our time from God. But yet, God would want us to use them for His glory, for His purpose. Because, you know, something that's not used many times is wasted. So may you and I be aware of that. Be people of faith that live in this day. And we look to the future that God promises. And we use our brains and our minds in this as well. Knowing what God needs from us, but also knowing what we need for life. Now, we don't need extravagant things. We need maybe some chocolate chip cookies here and there. Okay. Thank you, Susan, for bringing that in today. Okay. You see, sometimes we need a little spark every once in a while. But every day they would become boring to us. They wouldn't be a treat anymore. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine but take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. Our bodies are indeed a temple of the Holy Spirit. Our hearts don't belong to us, but they are God's. Our bodies are not owned, but they are God's instruments. And so it's all meant to glorify God. But how many of us can say, oh, you know, everything that I have is the Lord's. You see, many times we withhold things back, right? But yet God forgives. Remember we said every day we go to baptism and remember our forgiveness, and we go to God and remember what he has done for us in Jesus, and he again, just like Easter morning, covers us with a wonderful blanket of praise. and He energizes us and strengthens us. And so take my love in response, my Lord. I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Now those are words of faith, aren't they? Words of a faith that loves their Lord, loves them. And just like in in the time of Jesus where he had a woman who was a sinner, anoint his feet, drying his feet with her hair. Our love we pour out at our Lord's feet. We pour ourselves out before the servant king who died and rose for us. And we invite Jesus to take us and remind us that we're ever, only, always Yes. So this hymn it's in our stewardship part of the hymnal but it's really about all our lives. It's an all our life hymn. What we do in response to what God has done for us. So really it's a description in the poetic way that it's written of our life in baptism our life as we walk as redeemed people of God, what that looks like and can look like, what it can mean to you and I and to others around us when we break free of of really thinking only about ourselves, but by God's wisdom, use everything in us for his glory whether it's as being a parent or a grandparent, being a child, whether it's being a teacher, whether it's providing coffee on Sunday mornings. Whatever it is, it's for the glory of God, and it's serving other people. And so, as we as God's people here at Our Redeemer You've received my letter about stewardship things. You've seen that, you maybe thought about it a little bit. Maybe that piece of paper has made its way you know, to the counter somewhere in a back corner, uh, waiting, saying, okay, I can deal with that later. Well, next week is when we turn those things in. So I would invite you to pray over them, to maybe look again at the words of this hymn that we just went through. And think about all the things that God has done for you. But also, it's not always all about treasure, but it's also about serving, right? How can we better serve? How can we serve more? You know, maybe we're not just consumers in the church, but we're servants in the church. That we show care and concern and help And we say, oh, yeah, Lord, here I am. Send me, send me. And maybe it's like, oh, you know, maybe I can't do a lot of the heavy lifting, but, boy, I can pray. So let me pray through that prayer list every day, lifting up those people to the Lord. And also, while I'm praying, reminding myself that I also have weaknesses that need God's help, too. You see, our life as a called people is one of service and devotion to our God. And he's the one who shows us what love looks like. Remember, we talked about Jesus in the flesh, God in flesh. And now God Sends his spirit into our hearts, into our flesh. So that we can glorify him in this world. Lots of things for us to think about, aren't there? And so you don't have to do anything today. But I do give you the heads up. Next Sunday, we'll be collecting our faith promises. That's the treasure part of things. But also in your worship folder next week will be a listing of ways you can serve in the church, in ways that you can serve others and help. And it's as much as you can, uh, whatever you can fit in, whatever your gifts and talents are, (coughs) heck, we'll train you even and help you out in those areas. So don't feel like you don't have enough knowledge or enough understanding to do something but remember, it's always to God's glory. That widow with her little might, she might have thought that it was nothing, but she became a living example of generosity, motivated by God's grace toward her, that she gave all, knowing that God could provide. So may you and I be about God's calling in our lives in response to his great riches and his great grace to us. We are God's forgiven people. And as such, may you and I sing his praise every day. And we remember in Easter, right? Alleluia, Christ is risen.
2: He is risen indeed. Alleluia.
1: Thank goodness you woke up.
2: Yay.